Welcome back to Inside Out Insider. My name is Jorge, and today we are starting episode two of our series, Get to Know You. And today we have Corbin with us. What's up, Corbin? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Man, it is good to have you on today's podcast. We've been talking about this for a little while, about you being on here. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for, for quite a while, actually. So how are you feeling about it? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. I want to, I think it's time that I finally shared my story with a lot of people that don't know it. Um, and just know me as that guy that sings up on stage sometimes. That's really cool. You do an amazing job on stage, man. (laughs) Well, cool, man. We're, we're super excited to have you on today's podcast. Um, like I said, this series is a get, get to know you podcast where we have students join us on the inside out insider podcast And we talk about their story, how they came to Inside Out, how they found themselves at this church, how they, you know, gave their life to Jesus, what that story looked like, uh, and everything in between. So, Corbin, thank you again for wanting to share your story with us today, man. Absolutely. I really hope that it'll speak to someone that hears this. Well, um, so what we'll do, Corbin, is we'll walk through a bunch of different questions and you just you just go with it, man. You share what you Absolutely. what you want to share with the people uh, on this podcast. So let's just start from the very beginning. Right. Let's start with who are you, your name, your school, your age. Let us know a little bit about you. So if you all don't know, uh, my name is Corbin. Um, I am 16. I go to Living Rock Academy. Well, awesome, man. Um so how did you find yourself at Inside Out? When did that, when was that? So in 2014, uh, my family moved down here into Spring Branch from uh, Lubbock, North Texas. Um, and this was one of the first churches we tried out, um, which was really cool. Um, and I just kind of stayed at Inside Out because... It was the thing that I guess I needed to go to since my parents were in main church. Okay. Um, I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really, like, talk to anyone. I just kind of kind of went to service here in the outhouse. Um, I think this is when Hannah was still uh, yeah. the lead pastor. Yeah. Um, I just kind of slowly like grew into the community here like as the years progressed um especially since in in seventh grade I was homeschooled by my mother okay um and that like church here was really the only human contact I got Mm. and so I became really really good friends with the people that were here and um they were like they really became the only people that I talked to on a normal basis, which was really cool. Okay, so you were coming to the church how many times a week at that time? Two, um, three times a week. At that time, like at least every Sunday. Um, okay, and then whatever uh, like special event we would have on Wednesday sometimes, like during the summer, uh, I would go to those most okay. of the time. So um, 2014. So you've been here. You've been here for quite a while, yeah. man. Yeah, oh my I've been goodness. here for a while. I mean, since I started here in sixth grade. Okay, so you were in sixth grade in 2014. Uh, yes. Okay, so you kind of talked about how you got more involved over over the time that you spent here. What kept you coming back 
to the church and Inside Out separately? So the ending of eighth grade year, uh, my father was in an accident at work. Um, He was a supervisor at an oil drilling rig, and he was, well, he was the safety man. And so his job at the time was to stand in this crane's blind spot and um, make sure that no one got in the way. Well, the crane driver was not paying attention to what he was doing, um, and he started to back up. My father didn't hear it because he was on a phone call, and it ran up on the back of his legs. Mm. Um, 200-ton crawler crane. Wow. Ran up on the back of his legs. Um, Thank God that he... Um, like people realized what was happening. They called the the crane operator. He stopped moving, uh, rolled back forward off of his legs. But by that time, the the damage was already done. Um, thankfully, it didn't get below or it didn't get above. Sorry, his um his left knee, um, which was really good because if it had gotten his knee, that would have been bad. Mm. Um, but he laid on the ground there for two hours waiting for a helicopter ambulance, um, cause the ambulances couldn't get out there. So they had to call a helicopter, um, to go airlift my dad to the nearest hospital. Um, and he's undergone eight surgeries now. Um, one of them being an amputation, uh, but he's doing great now. Um, and during that, that time in eighth grade, I really like, I really grew close to the people I knew because it scared me realizing that life is, is really spontaneous I mean, he could have died that day. Yeah. And so the the friends that I had, I really tried to to grow closer to. Mm. And that's that's a big reason that I stayed in Inside Out. Um, my eighth grade and freshman year is where I really became like part of the community. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and that's when I first shared this story of what happened to my father. Mm. Um. To to all of y'all, and y'all are super supportive, obviously. Like, y'all are great. Um, and all my friends here are really, they're amazing. They're really supportive people. They recognize that we all go through stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's just a great, great community you've built here. Mm. Well, Corbin, I mean, I want to thank you for sharing, you know, that story uh, with with myself and Inside yeah. Out and the people listening on this podcast. Um, I'm so glad to hear that your dad is doing well and that he's doing better. I mean, we get to yeah. see him around the church all the time. Oh, yeah. So, he's he's doing a lot better. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Um, you talked about uh, how the friends helped you, the community helped you, the people around you helped you a lot going through that time. Um if you don't mind me asking, Corbin, 
Yeah. When did you give your life to Jesus? So I was always raised in a Christian household. Um, my parents always took me to church, stuff like that. But I definitely didn't give myself fully to Christ until this year. Mm. Okay. Um, very, very similar to you, Corbin. Um, I was raised in a Christian household as well, and it wasn't until later in my life where I really took ownership of that relationship. Yeah. How was that relationship with God going through those tough few years after the accident that your, that your father had? So at first, like I was extremely angry at God. Mm. Like, how could you let this happen to my family? Yeah. I mean, at that part, at that point of time, we were, we were broken. Mm. We were hurting. Um, he was hurting, especially. <laughs> mm. Um, but I came to realize that his, his shifts were two weeks on, two weeks off. Right. Um, and so, he was only here for half of my life. Mm. Um, and I think my dad, my mother and I all three realized that in a way, all of us were praying that he would have some way to to have more time at home. Yeah. To be a dad, mm-hmm. not half of a dad. Um. And, I mean, people say God works in mysterious ways, and I absolutely believe it. Mm. Um, I believe that was his way of getting my father out of the oil field. Um, as as much as it has hurt, it has brought us closer to God than we've ever been as, wow. a, as a family. Wow. That is, that is amazing to hear. And yeah. I mean, like you said, God working in mysterious ways, man, it's so hard to sometimes understand that, right? Um, man, that is, it's sweet to hear that, you know, that now you're, you're getting to experience, you know, having your dad around yeah. often. How has that been for you and, and your family? Um, so it's been really nice um, because, like, he, he was not... He's not my biological father, but he still cares for me like I was. Mm. And getting to spend 100% of my time with him, even though he makes me mad sometimes, <laughs> um, it's better than it used to be mm. by a long shot. Good, man. Um, you talked about how God, yeah, you know, had you had so much frustration with God when this had first happened, right? Absolutely. Um, yes. How did that change over time from frustration to, I guess, at the point where you decided to give your life to Jesus and take ownership of that? How did that change over that time? Um, so in this time, I realized that, you know, if God is what he says he is, then he does all things for a reason. Mm. and um, that he had obviously done this for a reason. I wasn't sure what reason at the time. I'm still not completely sure what reason. But um, he did it He did it for a reason, and it's turned out, I think, better than it, it would have been if he'd continued working. 
Um, another thing that's really helped me in my walk is music. Um, I've figured out that I am very musically inclined, and that is just like my safe space, I mm-hmm. guess, is when I am alone in the house just just worshiping. Mm. It's really a, a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and it's brought me closer to a lot of people like you, Emily, and Reed, mm-hmm. especially, um, that I'm not sure I ever would have known if I hadn't taken that first leap of faith um, and getting up on stage that first time mm. with Reed or um, helping out during middle school or something like that. Um, it's it's really nice that I've made such good friends with not only the the uh, the kids here, but the the leaders as well. Mm. Um, because y'all give such good guidance and stuff that friends of your own age can't really give um, because they are going through the same stuff. I mean, everything, everyone's going through stuff. But having those people in your life that are older than you that have gone through stuff as well, I could, I think is extremely important mm. uh, to grow through your hardships. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Corbin, we absolutely love having you here, man. <laughs> we, we love have like, we have loved getting to know you more and more and yeah. it has been a really cool thing getting to see you get more involved in, in the youth group and, you know, in worship. Um, it has been a really special thing, man. What what would you tell me if I were to ask you, where's your relationship with God now? I'd say pretty good. Um, I mean, we talk on a daily basis almost. That's awesome. Um, which is, is great. Um, I try my best to trust him with the, the things that I do. Mm. Um, but I mean... As as always, there's room for improvement, uh, which is is great. Um, but I do like like I was saying earlier. Um, I feel like worship is is truly something special, especially to me, mm. um, because while worshiping either alone or with a group, I feel like God truly is there in that place with you. Yeah. Especially if you, if you're mean what you're, what you're worshiping. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a really, really good feeling. Um, and it doesn't like people think worship is, is singing or playing an instrument or something like that, but it's really not. Mm. Sometimes it can just be, sitting down on your knees and just listening, mm. which um, I've definitely learned to to understand that, that part of it. Um, so you don't have to be... 
you don't have to be an amazing singer. You don't have to be a talented musician to worship God. Um, you just have to mean it, mm. I think. Dude, that's awesome. And um, before we get ready to to land this podcast down, um, there was one more question I did want to ask you. Yeah. Um, what do you hope that people can take away from knowing more about you in this podcast? Good question. <laughs> um, I just, like I said in the beginning, I really hope that my story can makes some some people understand that we all go through hard times um and it it's all for a reason mm. we may not know what that reason is but god is good as cliche as that can sound uh he he truly is and he he really does He does love us, mm. which is amazing to think. Like a, a a monumental God that that really um, a monumental God that created all of us loves us specifically mm. and has a plan for us. Um, that's really really powerful to think about um and it's just really great knowing that i guess you're not alone because someone will always be there with you Mm. man well that is a great takeaway i think corbin um corbin before we end this i want to thank you for sharing so much of your story and sharing so much with the people on this podcast man thank you so much for being here and sharing today yeah absolutely Well, Corbin, as you know, in true Inside Out fashion, um, we always end our podcast with a little giveaway, right? Um, And before we do that, I do want to say that, like, if if anybody had any questions or wanted to learn more from the wise Corbin, uh, you definitely can find him here at Inside Out. Uh, So, again, we appreciate you a lot, Corbin. And um, like I said, we do give a giveaway uh, every podcast, which is two spots to win an Inside Out Insider t-shirt it's exclusive to this podcast you can only win it if you're the first person to dm us a phrase corbin i'm gonna let you pick the phrase today so what is the phrase that the people need to dm us when this podcast airs when this podcast airs type god is good okay god is good if you are the first two people to dm us on instagram which is inside out cbcb if you're the first two people to DM us, God is good, you will win an exclusive Inside Out Insider t-shirt. So Corbin, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. We look forward to hanging out with you more and worshiping with you more as the school year begins. But uh, until next time, guys, we will see y'all later. Bye. See ya. Bye, Inside Out.